Welcome to the J&J Connection Podcast. I'm Jesse. And I'm Jordan. Today, we'll be looking back at some of our previous episodes and talk a little bit about how we do learning in the real world. This fact of the day is brought to you by a future guest, Stephanie, and she will be on a future episode in about two weeks from now, from when this comes out. Melodic intonation therapy is when a person who has lost the ability to speak due to a brain injury is able to use melody and rhythm to regain their speech. The brain basically pulls on an intact right hemisphere, which is where info from the melody is stored and supports the damaged left hemisphere areas to produce speech. So thank you, Stephanie, for supplying us with a fact of the day. Buddy! I, I have to comment because I always do. Welcome but, to the um, podcast! One to, thanks for having me. It's been great. Um... <laughs> I once lost the ability to speak, and then I started a podcast, and here we are. It's a miracle. (laughs) Miracles happen. Oh boy, buddy, we've been podcasting for about, this this is going to be 14 weeks. weeks. Yep, we did it. We did it. Um, Everyone, this is the last episode. (laughs) It's been quite the journey. (laughs) It's been quite the journey. It's almost been one full semester. Ooh. Yeah, I stopped thinking in terms of that because we don't have school anymore. Yeah. It's weird to think I'm also so starting next August I'll be in my third year. So I'm pretty I'm pretty well on my way, which is kinda that's weird to me. Third year to your doctorate. Yeah. Not which not ho- not hopefully. your junior in college. Right. Well yeah. Everyone knows we're older than that. We are older than that. So yeah, we've been we've been doing it, and I gotta say it's been fun. It has been pretty fun. I'm having. It's weird now having a lot of conversations that we definitely otherwise wouldn't have had, uh, even with people that we know kind of well. Mm-hmm. It's just like you know you wouldn't ask these questions. I, I mean, I'm sure you'd get some of everybody's daily life if you're just talking to them but actually like sitting down with people and trying to uh learn as much as you can in a certain time period is it's been informative yeah i will say like i wouldn't talk to some people like i i wouldn't have talked to rachel um i i probably wouldn't have talked to uh the other half of the secret spice of life jordan because i would never see him hmm he, same with me and, my, and Alexi. Yeah, Alexei. Alexei, sorry. How are you gonna do our one of our guests like that? I, but I mean, uh, it's also interesting the fact that we get to put a different part of ourselves out into the world for people to see. A better self, a well, a well edited self. Yeah, a well edited self <laughs> that, that that I strictly listen to to make sure we don't say anything stupid. <laughs> um. So yeah, we've been podcasting for now fourteen weeks, uh, about twelve point seven continuous hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's going well for me. It's going surprisingly, even though I didn't know what kind of guests we would be getting. 
it's kind of gone the way I sort of imagined it just because it's sort of we're formatted in a similar fashion to podcasts that I listen to mm-hmm. which is you have a host and then they bring on they they bring on experts because they're uh they're famous and whatnot but so so been, are all of our guests they're right they're famous in our hearts yeah but it's interesting to have people on who have their uh um their own expertise and uh coming on here and sharing that with us and that's been that's sort of how i imagined it but it's going i I don't know what I expected as far as quality, but it, it's going well so far. Yeah, it's better than what I thought it would be so far. But I, 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 I feel like that's also because it. I don't want to say it's us doing it, but it's us doing it, and we, we, we both expect more from ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be content putting out a product that was anything lesser. And, like, of, of course there's going to be some episodes that we put out that aren't that great. Um, for example... Like this one. For, like this one. <laughs> well, the ones where we don't have a guest are, I feel like, are going to be a little bit more difficult. But, you know, we do what we can. Yeah. Well, I, I think it'll be a good opportunity to sort of just reflect on what's happening recently. Yeah. Like... I do have... We can talk, we can talk about our boy Elon. Our boy Elon. Yeah, he's doing some wild moves. He must have heard the podcast with Alex, and we us, us talking about his uh, brain implants. <laughs> and then he's like, "You know what? That stock price is too high. Let me let yeah. me let me tank it real quick." <laughs> we can talk about that later, though. Yeah. Okay, I I really do enjoy having the different guests on. Um, I'm looking forward to the when we get to the point where we have people we don't know that neither of us know you know what i mean yeah that's i that's that's, that's gonna that's be a, a scary ways. time for me what's that that's a scary time for me yeah i feel but... like that's that's gonna be a while down the road and i like I, I i do feel in future episodes we're gonna end up recycling some more of our guests but at the same mm-hmm. time i think we'll be more prepared to have the, our guests on because we'll know them even more and we'll be able to dive deeper into a conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah, speaking on that a little bit, going... So, in our next podcast, we're talking to uh, Garrett and he's going to he's gonna tell us a little bit about history. What, how, and, how, do you, uh, how do you know this? I, uh, I time-traveled. <laughs> how do you know we're talking to Garrett next week? Like, I just, what? <laughs> We have a good schedule. This is live, bro. It's live. Yeah. It's Monday at 8 a.m. 8 (laughs) a.m. We're recording this. If you skip into the the future of the podcast, whenever you're listening to it, after it's posted, you actually just, it's, you you break time altogether. (laughs) So we we suggest you don't do that. So whatever you do, don't skip to minute 30 yet. Yeah. Some some uh, you'll you'll hear us talking in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but uh, no, like uh, he he definitely goes into a lot of depth, and I love it. Like I I don't I probably didn't reflect that as much as uh, I should in the post thing. But mm-hmm. we'll talk about that too. But um, I love that stuff, and I love going just deep dives, even if I have 
don't have much relating it to um, what's currently going on. Uh, but I don't know if that's going to make for entertaining uh, podcasting. I really hope we have we uh, foster an audience that likes that stuff because I like it and mm. I like sharing things with it, that I like. But um, I, I yeah, think... I think we have we'll have to sort of gauge the temperature of the audience whenever it comes to deep dives because mm-hmm. I love it and especially we're talking to Alex and I I'd like to go more on AI honestly uh, than what we did there but yeah. um, which we can eventually do down the road have them on again right but like I said we'll be more prepared for um for the same guests and for future guests um but yeah I think we we are giving out it's we're giving out information while I think being a little more entertaining than other podcasts I've heard. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I feel like some of them are just like, here's the information when I like to throw in a stupid joke, mm-hmm. <laughs> play, play the idiot for a sec, play the idiot for a second and be like, what's that? Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with asking a question, but we're, we're learning a lot, I am at least, from talking to all these different people so far. And even being forced to look stuff up so I know what to ask our guests. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it's, being, it's becoming a part of uh, informal learning. Do you want to go? Mm. Do you want to go? Yeah, you like that? So, yeah. <laughs> Mm, that segue. <laughs> um, so I um, had two wheels title, and everything. <laughs> the, the title of the podcast is Informal Learning. And informal learning was a concept that was uh, brought to my attention in uh, in a class I was taking as for, or for communication. And uh, they were talking about, um, Oh, I forget the example he used. It was basically... Oh, it, um, do you know what CRISPR is, buddy? You say CRISPR? CRISPR, yes. I have no idea what that is. Okay. Um, the CRISPR is gene editing. Okay. So like um, Wrangler jeans and Levi's. Yeah, that was those <laughs> ones. <laughs> okay, I know. Yeah. <laughs> right. So... Nobody, nobody in high school taught you what gene editing was, and nobody in college told you what gene editing was, right? Correct. Correct. So it's you likely learned that outside. You you obviously learned it out of school. I just well, I don't, I, through, I don't know what that. it is. So <laughs> yeah. Well, but but you know about it. You know. Just just now, I know about it. Um, well, did you hear about the, uh, there's a Chinese doctor who edited the genes of babies and it caused a really big, Oh problem. yeah. I thought really you, big. I thought you were still talking about the CRISPR thing. Right. Yeah. I know CRISPR, about, I, I know CRISPR about gene editing. editing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're the same. They're one and the same. Okay. But so the point is that that technology is pretty new and we couldn't have learned it in school. Mm-hmm. And so you must have learned it elsewhere. Right. And that's the entire basis of informal learning. It's. Formal learning being you're in a classroom setting and somebody tells you something and you retain that. And informal learning is everything else. So this podcast, you listen to it for a little bit and you might learn something about AI or 
politics or any of the other things that we covered. And so, in a way, even if it wasn't an explicit um, direction that we were going to whenever we started the podcast, it's sort of what it, what, it is a product that has um, come out of the podcast is uh, an environment for informal learning. And I sort of, I always had that, I, I wanted to learn things and it, it wasn't, for me, it wasn't a, oh, I want to tell people about extremely specific things that have no link to one another. I just sort of like a podcast where we can learn and share experience. But learning from people with experience is extremely important. And I think this is a good vessel by which to do that. Yeah. I'll say like even just doing that, just doing the podcast, I'm learning more how to be not, not a journalist per se, but like the interview skills mm-hmm. of a journalist. Like I, I did newspaper in college and that was kind of fun. I, I enjoyed interviewing people, but the fact that we're doing this weekly instead of once a semester and like the fact that we're actually writing up notes every week for a podcast and it's, it's becoming something that I'm considering like, why would I not have this on my resume? (laughs) Right. It's sort of, I've started to understand how to organize things well so that's understandable and sort of coherent and engaging uh, just from being in school and taking like classes like that communications class. But it's good to have a place to practice those skills. And, you know, when it comes down to it, if you're later in life and you're getting a presentation or someone's trying to tell you something, I feel like by doing things like this, you're more likely to engage them. Like, we have this whole list of questions we've come up with, and we also come up with questions on the spot to mm-hmm. sort of prompt conversation along. And You really have you to know, listen. Right, right. You have to listen. You have to extend beyond what they're saying in order to uh, relate, either relate it to what you're thinking or take it in a new direction. Mm-hmm. And to do that on the fly is pretty... Because even even in um, we have seminars weekly whenever we're in school, and it's seminars given, and then the professors ask questions, and the students are well, they're certainly allowed to ask questions, but they just never do. And so, if you go into later in life and you you're going to be the silent one, or you're just sort of going to let information wash over you without absorbing it, it's that it's. You will. It shows ambition when it takes take your time. Like <laughs> right. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I don't. Like you can get. You can get away with that if that's the way you want to do things. That's fine. But. Um, I mean, I was definitely I, one of those people that never asked any questions. Oh yeah, I. I. I didn't. But. Either. But at the same time, I was always good at knowing it, what was going on. Mm-hmm. I. I. The way I saw stuff like that, where the a professor would be like, "Feel free to ask any questions." Like, especially when it's like on how to do something, I would be thinking in my head, well, I know exactly what you want from me. There's no reason for me to ask any questions to you, Mm -hmm. but it's more than, it's more than just that. Whenever professors say, ask any questions you want. So what other, other types of, uh, informal learning do you do other than just podcasts? 
I mean, I read the news a lot. I, I, I do know what CRISPR means, and uh, I like. Whenever I think about the things that I learn in school that directly affect what I'm doing now, or just how I live my life, I mean, I don't know. I was working on a project for uh, chemistry, and I had to remember what the equation for slopes of lines are from from graphs and so oh geez i don't maybe need... that's some maybe that's some high school algebra in there um is that the a squared plus b squared equals c squared nope that's uh what that's is that how you, oh God. that's how you find the it's uh, a triangle thing <laughs> i'm pretty sure well yeah yeah that's the that's how you find the uh the slope length, of a triangle the the length of the hypotenuse of a triangle, or the length of any one side. That's right. Triangle. Okay. Okay. A yeah. squared plus b squared equals. That's a Pythagorean theorem. Right. Yeah. I couldn't remember the name of that. Um, no. The slopes of lines are y equals mx plus b, where m is the slope of the line and b is the intercept to the y-axis. That stuff is so stupid. So, so <laughs> well, you say that. No, but, but it's it's not but, stupid. <laughs> but you know i i didn't maybe we can have a whole episode of just if we want wonky chemistry can get wonky in a hurry <laughs> no. but um no so things like that like obviously i learned that in school um and i learned you know i i could tell say the things that i'm learning and learning in school now but it really doesn't doesn't matter and nobody would understand anyway not and it doesn't matter to me particularly in a lot of context it's just information that i need for background but whenever i think about all the knowledge i have as far as communicating and understanding how uh like networking i i think about networking because whenever i get out of school i want a job mm. nobody nobody in school told me that i need to network a lot of the talk of networking comes from people who have jobs or people who are looking for jobs and they say, this is what you need to do to succeed. And right. you, there's no class in school that says, what do you need to do to succeed? So it's a lot of, it is finding sources of um, of that type of information and seeing what I can do to make myself more attractive to employers. Mm -hmm. And so like all of... See, I'm so bad at networking though mostly because i don't like talking to people <laughs> right and, yeah. and we're doing and we do a podcast <laughs> i, I right. like i like to, talking to people when i'm ready to talk to people mm -hmm. but if i'm just like out in the world i'll if i had the choice i would hardly talk to anybody <laughs> well it's i mean it's amazing to me seeing my advisor and how many people he knows it's so i you know i i have to throw up a paper because i have to cite my work and it's like here's a reference to a paper to someone who's doing something similar and he's always like who's on the paper and then i don't know uh professor blank and he's like oh yeah i know them i saw them at this conference blah 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 and it's so it's striking to me because the way I was raised, and I would venture to guess the way you were raised, it was very much like, okay, get the good grades so you can get a job, and then you get the job, and then, you know, I got I got 10 bucks if I got <laughs> A's on my report card. 
from from See, from, I, my grandpa, from my grandpa from my grandpa though <laughs> i wanted that real bad and i think that i got away with that like once i got allowance for a good report card but it's that's not how you start a company that's not how you get high up into a field right like maybe if you work really hard then somebody will notice and then you can go from there but a lot of it is is uh knowing people finding the people who can make you better at things mm-hmm. and then either working for them or learning from them and then keep on like just getting into contact to pe- with people who will put you in a good position and that's something that i we didn't catch a whiff of that in high school or middle school it was right. just basically these are things you need to know if you want to get a job as a chemist then you need to do well in chemistry if you want to do if you want to be an engineer you do good in math and things like that but it's like it, there is so much for someone who aspires to be successful there is so much missing from that sort of um from the formal learning environment that you're given yeah you and ha- it's not their fault it's they're just trying to figure out what you know figure out what you can get better at and maybe test your um test your ability to succeed in college but yeah, there's not enough time in the day to tell you that sort of life experience yeah you really have to find it on your own and i mean that's kind of and that's what we're doing here with the podcast is we're we're finding different ways to do things and be more efficient at different things like the marketing aspect of the podcast like right mm-hmm. right right now we're we're at the it's still the beginning stages of it but i kind of enjoy it and you know having trying to hit the deadline for when the podcast is supposed to come out although the podcast is live so all we have to do is get up at 8 a.m right and and, just start talking and just start talking <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's not hard but and like going in diving into the future to get the podcast to put out the teaser a couple of days before the actual podcast comes that's out that's a little difficult that's a little more difficult but that involves bending time and um that one word uh tesseract tesseract and quantum physics you know the easy stuff yeah. <laughs> but that that's all that's all enjoyable and that's it's learning it on your own and it's a lot of it's um you know trial and error because we we only know really one other group that has a podcast and that was the spice of life mm-hmm. so and for me it's a lot a lot of i like the uh the audiograms i got that from them like they they showed me how to do or Brandon showed me how to do that and so that's that's how we get those fun squiggly things going on oh okay yeah now i know what to talk about like i wish i knew how to do that myself on uh adobe premiere but it's so much easier just to upload it and then bam there it is create a new mm-hmm. email account every every 10 weeks <laughs> there, there you go you're good to you're good to keep going as long as you can mm-hmm. but no it's a lot of trial and error um to see what works see what doesn't try different things but outside of the podcast and outside of school like what like you you read a lot other than reading the news yeah 
I read. I read sometimes. What 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 are you reading right now? Oh boy. Um, that, that nuclear. Thing. Right. Yeah, I was reading the nuclear terrorism book, and I really, I, I've definitely been uh, skimping on my reading so far. So I mean, what? I, I, there are books that I have. Obviously, I've read books. Don't judge me, but um, <laughs> no, I, I, I've read books that are. Uh, informative so, in nature and they're trying to tell you something well he, i enjoy those books what skills have you learned that you would not have learned in school about reading the from reading books or watching a, a, a video or something skill skills is a bad word for it i would say i've learned lessons and i've gotten insight into life but um and that's that's sort of a hippie way to put it but um i've learned lessons and i've gotten to um uh read about you know just again the principles of life and but skill is like i i haven't learned too many skills from the books i'm reading not not something that i can just like put into practice well videos too like i mean i don't have you looked up how to do something Oh, okay. Well, yeah, um, I've, um... Because that's all part of informal learning. Right, right. Yeah, no, no, I take your point. Um, I mean, you might, you do, might have do, to join. I, I'm not, I, I'm I have some. Mindset. I have Go some. Ahead. So, like, well, like you said, with, with the reading, like, I don't read a, a lot of storybooks or history books because I just can't get into it. I like I like watching my stories, <laughs> and I I um just don't like history. But our guest next week, I love his history that he talks to us about Garrett. But um, a lot of like uh, life lessons is what I get out out of the books that I read. Mm-hmm. So like the books that I have like sitting on my desk right now is Gary V's Crushing It, and I have both of Mark. Mark Manson's books. Um, oh, I forget what the first title is. I can't see it from where I'm sitting. But um, his second book, Everything is Effed, a book about hope. That's what I'm currently reading. But skills, like I've learned how to play the guitar, how to play the piano, how to do different tricks in Adobe stuff, um, different techniques on how to paint. That, those are the types of skills that I was talking about. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, the one that springs to mind immediately, and I want to go back to books, but the one that springs to mind immediately is uh, YouTube videos for training, um, for working out. Like oh, I, yeah. Videos. I didn't include that. Yeah, no. That, I mean, that, that's... That's my entire that's, Instagram feed. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, you know, you just watch some videos and uh, dudes lifting and... You know, there's so much you can learn. Just there's a video out there. It's like how to do how to bench press correctly or something like that. And it, it just tells you so much from from professionals that you it's you couldn't intuit on your own. It's just like, you know, just just a, a slight snapshot is you think bench press. It's like, you know, you lay lay flat on your back. And you put a bar above you, and then you move your arms to lift the bar above you, and no. then let it go to your chest, and then go up. No, 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 no. <laughs> what you have to do is plant your feet onto the 
onto the floor. You're not going to take us through benching right now, are you? No, no, I just, but, but the example holds. It's like, you know, you have to pinch your shoulders, go back, arch your back, keep your abs or your abs tight. And it's just a whole bunch of things that it would have taken you years to figure out on your own. Um, yeah, it's but, like that one time when I was squatting with you and your brother. Oh, God. And it was one of my first times actually learning how to squat properly. And we squat. That's all we did was squat for about three hours. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Took it a little extreme. Close enough wasn't in my library. Yeah. wasn't in my <laughs> library at that point. Yeah. <laughs> just We just kept doing it and doing it. And I was like, I'm getting a little tired of squatting, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that I, I've learned <laughs> that maybe that's another informal learning thing. Learning when good enough is good enough. <laughs> well, yeah, because I don't know, I'm sort of a perfectionist that way. And not to say that I was perfect at doing those things, but I could point out what's wrong with somebody else doing that. And it's I would just be so I would harp on it so much that uh, nobody liked doing it. And so. You know, you just give up, and then what good does that do anybody? So for me, for me, that was an exercise in number one, patience, and number two, just being like, okay, that's good, and then how do you how do you improve from there? Not just that's wrong in this tiny, slight way. Do it all over again. Mm-hmm. So that's a lesson I learned informally. Yeah. So I guess so. Back to the reading, I. There are some skills I've derived from books like textbooks. Like recently I had to, I'm making a PowerPoint slide that I need to present and I had to pull out um, some information in a uh, chemistry book. And that's so, so that's like hard skills that I've learned from reading. But a lot of the reading I do is actually focused more. I do like the politics and history books, like current history I like and uh, even past history as long as it's i like focusing on like dynamics of people and uh sort of ideas rather than actual events per se and so the books i read are like you know why is why is everything so divisive in politics these days or the one i found was really interesting was uh it was called war War on Peace by Ronan Farrow. Mm. And uh, Ronan Farrow is a really good writer. He was the one who broke the... Uh, he basically kicked off the Me Too movement huh. uh, with the Harvey Weinstein uh, allegations. And But he, he worked at the State Department. And so he discusses um, uh, Pakistan... Or not just Pakistan, but uh, Middle Eastern politics and... Uh, uh, those and how the sort of the decline of the State Department. So the book is the War on Peace, and it's talking about how diplomacy is no longer really an option anymore. We sort of just, if ever there's an engagement with another country that we're at odds with, it's usually military first. Mm-hmm. And so he talks a little bit about that. And so I would say the the things I get from those, as far as life lessons go, is you know I eventually want to work in. Um, uh, policy making and it's extremely informative to look at those books and to see the things that are going on and sort of what the status quo of the systems that are working are now and the direction they're going in mm-hmm. and it's obvious the 
the um, the reason for decline in a lot of these situations. What it, not obvious. What the solutions aren't obvious, but the decline is obvious. Right. And so books like that are extremely. I'm sure I'll find them extremely informative. And even if they don't, you know, even if I don't go into Pakistan diplomacy efforts in the future, having that context to look or, or that perspective to look at some of these situations that I'm sure will arise in the coming years, I think it will be extremely informative. Right. So to close the informal learning section and to fill time, <laughs> we, we are going to give you guys our top three recommendations for books. Um, what oh, you... recommendations. Oof. <laughs> I, or, I wouldn't... I wouldn't, my list isn't really recommendations. It's books I'm glad I read. Okay, well, that, that, that's mine too. I mean, so, I, I, I would still recommend my books. See, I don't know, like, and this has been my, this has been my philosophy for, for uh, college, because I, Grove City was an interesting place, and it's very much, it reminds me of my philosophy of books right now, but um, it's, I went there. And it was extremely good, and the, the prestige that they have, at least locally, they live up to it, and the education was excellent. I don't know that I would ever recommend anyone ever go to Grove City College. <laughs> well, I mean, that means... Because it's, I... it's, it's just an interesting place with interesting people, and they're too clever for their own good, and it's just... What are well? Are these books your favorite? They are my. I would say they're my favorite, but um, I. So like, if if people if you found someone who had the same interests as you, would you recommend those books? If I had to recommend these books to myself, yes, I would. But okay, then you would. Again, again, there's not like, I I understand that I have just, I have bad interests. Okay, I'm in. I'm curious to know what books you you have. <laughs> They're boring. This is the problem. All right. So do you want, then you go first? I guess I guess I'll go first. So the um. All right. So my number three is the first Total War, and it's a book about war doing during the French Revolution in late 1700s. And it's talk. The main thesis of the book is that war changes. War changes from an activity that aristocrats did in order to gain honor to something that was more grassroots and sort of mobilized the people to um, uh, attack other worldviews or attack other countries and things like that. Um, but the reason I like the book is because it's got a lot of weird anecdotes in it, um, like uh, how. One of my favorite anecdotes was whenever uh, aristocratic armies would sort of march through towns, you would think of they're marching across the countryside and just like pillaging everything in their way. Um, but as it turns out, uh, during the later times when the aristocrats had armies and they'd march through, the towns would actually look forward to the armies coming because they know they could sell things to them. And it's like it's not like they were pillaging and stuff. They just kind of be there and do their own thing and go off to fight and die and then they come back and then maybe buy some more stuff so, so my number three is called no is a four-letter word 
How I Failed Spelling But Succeeded in Life by Chris Jericho. <laughs> if you don't know who Chris Jericho is, he's a wrestler. And he is actually one of the most one of the most successful wrestlers out there who continues to wrestle and is also band frontman of Fozzie. Um he kind of took no as a as I don't remember what the four letter word was he was talking about. But um anyway, you just don't take crap and take you don't take no for an answer. Is all that this book is really about and it goes through a bunch of wrestling stories. Um, stories about him starting a podcast himself. He's also a um, famous podcaster. He has a whole cruise line. It was one of the first books that I straight up just sat down and would read every single day. And that's why it's my number three. I like it. Yeah. Buddy, what's your number two? My number two is called uh, it's called Suicide of the West and it was a book written by a guy who I follow He's uh, he comments on politics and stuff and it was basically it, it's a the subheading was uh, say the subheading was again yeah, yeah. Because something, I don't know, it sounded like something fell in the background. I might, I might just... Okay, so... Uh, let me find the full thing. Okay, um, it's called Suicide of the West. How the Rebirth of Tribalism, Populism, national, Nationalism, and Identity Politics is Destroying American Democracy. And, I mean, that's... That pretty sums it up, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just talking about um, the populism we found or that we've we've found in our system and sort of how it's also coming across in other nations, and it's because well, it's got a bunch of different uh, causes, but it's just a comment on it and sort of a historical context for it, and it's very good. I that one I I might recommend on its own, despite its wonkiness. Alright, so my number two is called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a f and I'm gonna bleep Yo. I'm gonna I'm gonna bleep. But that that's what it's called. A counterintuitive approach to living a good life by Mark Manson. I mentioned his other book, Everything is Effed. Um I'm sensing a trend. Yeah. But I thought the subtle art one was really good. And I picked this up at a time when I was caring. I was honestly caring about my self-image too much. <laughs> and so I was like, well, it's got the New York Times bestseller tag on it. <laughs> so let's give it a try. And I like, I like the color. I like the, um, the marketing style of the book. <laughs> but no, it was, it was really good. And it kind of just gave you stories and ways to not care so much about what other people think and like the me before reading this book would have been really self-conscious about starting a podcast or like doing a little YouTube series 
and just it, to cut just to cut in that's a i think that's an undervalued lesson honestly it I, it, it is i mean that um, might be that might I, I i'm thinking about it now i think that might be a good topic for later on but mm. go ahead. i mean that's most of the books that i read is it's this and it's it, they're honestly self-help books not that i i need help but i like i like the idea that i'm reading for a purpose and the purpose is to build a better version of me do you know what i mean mm -hmm. and that's that's the trend in all of my books so that's my number two all right well my number one is war on peace i talked about it a little bit beforehand but it was basically uh uh talking about how diplomacy isn't our uh isn't our number one uh it's not the way we do outreach for other uh countries anymore as americans and uh sort of putting in context why we have a system where it seems like we have military involvement in a lot of areas and not so much diplomatic involvement. And I think it's written really well, and I think it's really accessible. Um, and it also provides a pretty good context for how we deal with other nations as a government. And so I, and I realize these have nothing to do with things we actually do, but uh, it's informative, and I don't know. It's, it was compelling for me, and I don't know. Who would be interested in it but it's very good hmm. interesting hmm. Hmm. i'm stroking my chin <laughs> i don't know if it picked up that noise of my beard my my quarantine scruff Ooh. okay I don't, so, know. I don't know if we need that <laughs> everybody needs that so my number one is paddle your own canoe one Man's Fundamentals for Delicious Living by Nick Offerman. I loved this book so very much. This was the actually the first... Yeah, this was the very first book that I actually sat down and read full. Like on its own. And that this actually happened... Oh, my second year of college. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I loved it so much. Um, if you don't know who Nick Offerman is, he's Ron Swanson. From Parks and, and Rec. From Parks and Rec. And I just, I loved so much about this. And it made me love Nick Offerman himself so much. And his, his style of writing, it's so whimsical and funny but it's it's very true as well on everything and i i don't know i identified with him so much after reading that book that i would highly recommend that to anyone so yeah those were our book recommendations and if you guys have some books that you want to share with us and have us shout them out tell us tell us <laughs> hold us accountable for I still need to finish the nuclear terrorism book, and maybe maybe someone saying, "How did that book end up?" That'd be a good <laughs> encouragement. There are so many books that I have that I have not finished reading, 
And there's oh. there's some books that I I couldn't read that I had to listen to on Audible, like um, um. Uh, Ray Dalio's Principles book. Mm-hmm. Um, Own the Day by Aubrey Marcus. I'm sort of lukewarm. I, I, I'm sure I would like the audiobooks and I'd actually make it through books that way, but I have podcasts and they're also, they're informational mostly. And so I feel like that would just, it would just blend together for me. And so reading, I, I feel like whenever I sit down and read a book, I can think i can go to my mind palace and be like i read that there on this side of the book and then i remember a little bit about the context and i can almost like look at a book and go back and find the page that i remember something from Mm -hmm. but like on a podcast whenever i look through how many podcasts i've listened to i've probably listened to like seven hours of podcasts in the past week and it's just like uh i barely (laughs) barely remember who was talking or what was going on in this podcast I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I The the other book I have from Nick Offerman is called Gumption. Mm-hmm. And it's it's more of it's his writing, but he talks about like people he th- thought had American gumption. And it it was a history lesson pretty much. <laughs> but with his his writing style and I honestly I couldn't read it because I didn't care to read it, but listening to him talk it, like say it out loud, it was a lot easier for me to uh, digest. Yeah, maybe I should just bite the bullet and get Audible or something. I mean, that sometimes they have some free stuff. It'd suicide, be... suicide on the West. Apparently, once if you have Audible, or hold on, hold on, let's not let's not shout anything out just yet. Because eventually, Audible might be our first sponsor one day. Hey, we can we'll talk it up and we'll be like, hey, look at this. Yeah. Or we can get back pay. I don't think they'll. Do- <laughs> Hear that, Audible? We're coming for you. Okay, so at this point. Everyone's pretty much, I, I hope, realized that after that piano noise, <laughs> that there's been a transition of some kind. We're moving in a different way. Um, months passing. Months passing. <laughs> trees changing. And that's actually me playing the piano, just so everybody knows. Not really. Um, no, so from now on, our, our transitions, after we have a guest on... We're going to have our guest on, then it's, there will be the transition, and then it's just going to be uh, Jordan and I talking about what we just talked about with our guest. And so we're going to try that for a while, and we want your guys' feedback on if you like it or not. Yeah, so yeah, as a... The reason being for this is, you know, they we can be washed over with this knowledge and have it just ruminate let it let us digest it for a little bit Mm. and then we can reconvene me and jesse although it won't be a reconvening it'll be more like the continuation of a convening but anyway uh we can think about it for a little bit and then sort of give our opinions and uh uh 
ask some questions maybe we didn't get the opportunity to ask uh, our guest or uh, talk about what we learned from the from the guest and I think it'll be a good way just to sort of solidify the message and uh, pull out the main points so hopefully it works out I hope you guys like it and if you um, don't let us know because the sooner you let us know the sooner we can change it back <laughs> or change start. it yeah. <laughs> or if you have any feedback that you want to give us please feel free to reach out send us a DM um, email us all of our information we give it at the end so you know where to find us and follow us like our pages share our information whatever yeah don't, sh don't share my information I'm gonna share all your information I um, need it. so so yeah now we're just gonna talk about stuff that's going on in the world so buddy so in the world in at the, the world. very center there's just hot metal hot hot metal hot. like thrash and metal like that's yeah. where metallica comes from right <laughs> and it moves around yeah, and they're dancing because on it's stage because because it's moving yeah it makes this magnetic field around the earth that's the electricity that's the in the crowd that's the radiation that from the sun doesn't kill us mosh pits and that's why we have the northern lights <laughs> uh I wasn't paying attention to what you're saying. Everything that That's I said fine. was true. My cat is meowing. I need to let it in the room. Yeah. So anyway, everything that I said was true. I I know. So was mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, buddy. That's e me. Our boy Elon. Yeah, we're just talking about him. We were just talking about him on our previous podcast, and then he does something. And I said, crazy. I I'd like the record to reflect that I said I don't know if I trust Elon. <laughs> I trust him. I trust anyway, him with my life. You trust him with your life. What did he do? He said, the stock prices are too dang high. And so now they're going down. <laughs> yeah, so apparently he tweeted uh, that Tesla's stock price was too high. And the stock market agreed because then Tesla stock dropped 10%. So... Yes. I thought that's kind of funny. Yeah, so if you want to invest in Tesla, don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, or I do. Didn't... It's low. I mean, it's probably, I don't know. I don't know. It's what like it'll $700 do. still, so. No. It's not exact. No. I just looked it up. It was like 200 something. Oh, maybe it dropped 70 I have no idea what. No, yeah, maybe. What... I don't know what I was looking at. Sorry. That was, that was way off. I, you know, I think, I, I wouldn't, honestly, this isn't a huge story, and I wouldn't have said anything except for, oh, that we said hold on, about... no, jeez, what was I thinking? Was it, I right? It is 700. Huh. Oh, it All was, right. it was 200 five years ago. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, yes. That's where I got that number from. If you invested yeah. five years ago, you could That's like, that's like, I, uh. Every time I, if someone asks me how old I am, I'm like, oh, I'm 19. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 19 years. Wait a second. <laughs> Five years have passed. No. But I would, I mean, this is this is a nothing story. It doesn't really matter. Ooh, wow. 
but uh, I I wouldn't have said anything except for that we mentioned our boy Elon. So I thought we last episode. So I, I thought we'd just shout it out. And uh, this is this is why I led everyone to believe that I have. Excuse. He's like the funniest part about this is he knows how to project because he looks directly at the ceiling and then like meows <laughs> so, it can, the, so it can like bounce off the roof and the, fill the he's like the acoustics in here are perfect yeah <laughs> they're also really good by the door but um i was gonna say the, the more interesting story is um what well, let me my last thought was this is why i don't trust elon oh now you can have it <laughs> The more interesting story is the lifting on um, the stay-at-home orders. So, I don't know about huh. you. Um, Ohio extended theirs till the 29th of May, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I had heard that Pennsylvania did the same, but then I, I saw Governor Tom Wolf on the TV. I didn't pay attention to what he was saying, but I'll find that out later. But, um, I also heard that gyms are opening and I, I don't like it. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I, I think it's too soon. It's going to be, I can understand the easing of restrictions around rural areas, especially, but um in urban centers it's going to be it's going to be bad as soon as it opens up and if it opens up in full it'll be extremely bad and uh one example of this is the numbers in Hong Kong I was listening to a podcast earlier and they're saying they really didn't get much direction as far as shutting things down shutting the economy down there but everyone is so used to epidemics in China because that's where they generally originate. Mm-hmm. They, um, they like they knew immediately that to lock things down, just as a people. Like they, the government didn't say anything, but people characteristically wear face masks there when they think they're sick. And as soon as things got serious, they they all stayed indoors because nobody wanted to get it. Right. But uh, now that you know they're trying to go back, go back out, they're seeing a second wave, and I think. It's that will that'll be the story here, and I think a second second wave is inevitable as soon as we start opening things up. But mm. the question is, um, how bad? to what ex- to yeah. what extent we open up? I think what the governors say will have a lot of influence on how many people go outside, but I don't think it'll convince everyone. Yeah, and so I don't think it'll be extremely bad, but. Um, I do have to say, my my biggest concern, <laughs> which should be my biggest concern, is the gyms. Because well, yeah, no, I, I that's re- definitely. I, I really want to go to the gym. Like when I heard that my like the gym that I go to might be opening up here within a week, I was super excited at first. I was like, "Oh yes, finally I can go back to the gym," but then I was like. Let's be smart here, Jesse. <laughs> it's probably not going to be safe to go to the gym just yet. I mean, yeah, it's it's hard to say. Cause who's... It's really, really, uh, it's 
if regionally you're not having a lot of issues, like if the hospitals aren't chock full of people, then where you live, then you might be fine. But the main problem with uh, the virus is not that the treatment you get is insufficient, although the, uh, the virus is pretty bad and uh, there are people who are very bad off if they get the virus, but the constant worry is overwhelming the health system. So if, you, if you're in an area where there's, there isn't a lot of exposure, then not to say that there isn't the potential for a spike in exposure, but if your hospitals aren't full, then you're better off getting COVID now than if uh, you were living in an area that was hit extremely hard mm. and then you get to the hospital and figure out they don't have enough ventilators for people. You know what? Uh, I, so I, I'm not going to say what place, what store I was in yesterday, but it was, I'll just say it was a store in West Virginia. Okay. I went there and I was kind of disgusted I, I don't I'm just remembering this now and this is pro- probably something I w- would have wanted to talk about earlier in the podcast but I went there and I mean I wore my gloves I wore a mask I was being safe as safe as I could and I you go in and the, the woman is right right up front and she's cleaning the handles of of the um the buggies I'm going to call them buggies why? Because that's the, the area carts. I'm from. <laughs> the shopping, the shopping carts. Fine, the handles to them. But at the same time, she wasn't wearing gloves, and she was not wearing a mask. So I'm like, okay. And this is a small store, and they're supposed to have a, a 25 person capacity. There was more than 25 people in that store at a time. And so you go through the store, people, there's people not wearing gloves, not wearing masks. And I'm just like, what's going on here? People that work at the store. And even whenever we're, we were checking out the, our cashier was not wearing a mask or gloves. They had the plexiglass up, but like, Mm -hmm. I was just thinking like, what is going on here? I want to get out of this store as soon as possible. Yeah. And, um, my grandparents even said that they were going to go to that store um, later that day, I called him, told him, please do not go there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't care how safe you're being. It's it's not safe right now. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, even whenever I put on a mask to go outside, I don't, like, you definitely, it, it just, in, in your deepest brain, is just like, this isn't normal, and you're going to be ostracized for this. And I think that is that's preventing a lot of people from just like doing the smart thing here. Yeah. But it's yeah, I just you know, you just got to everyone's wearing a mask, it's going to be fine. Just put on the mask. I yeah, I just be si- rather be safe than sorry. Right. Like Well, yeah, the thing that makes me go for it. I was going to say don't worry about what people think of you. Just think of it as as, as you might potentially be saving somebody's life yeah go ahead but the thing that that what i was thinking is that there's so much like i don't care what the governors do they're not going to have the final say on all this stuff and like you said there's there's probably not going to be strict enforcement of it especially where you live probably more strict where i live but certainly less strict where you live Mm -hmm. 
Um, but what's going to be interesting to me and scary, I think, will be once people do say open up, like go ahead, go back to work, is how much cover people will get if they still decide not to go to work. Because it'll. Right. It's one this thing to say go and. If the governors could, like, obviously the situation would be go back to work and then everyone goes back to work. But if you're working at a company who, for whatever reason, a small company, then the owner doesn't take it seriously. And they say, okay, go back to work. And he says, all right, everybody come back to work. And you feel unsafe in that situation. Like, like what can you do? What do you do? Yeah. I, I, um, I, I, I will say for, um, like, for uh, WWE wrestlers or even um, the other company, AEW, for them, they are a lot, like, they're allowed to decide if they want to come in to work or do the shows or not. Mm-hmm. So and th- like and they don't get in trouble like they they have people who hold like the championship titles that don't come in right now and they're not being they're not um well, the technical term is getting heat for it mm-hmm. so they're not get they're not getting heat for deciding not to come into work right but it, yeah I mean like that's that's the way it should be but then at the same time they might they might have the they might have the, the financial flexibility to uh, right, do that. Right, 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 yeah. Because you also have to feel for the company who says, look, guys, if you don't want to come in, that's fine, but please come. Uh, we're opening the doors. And by operating a business, you might – the expenses go up. Like if you shut the business down, it's one thing – and a lot of your expenses as far as payroll and stuff goes goes away and you don't have to worry about it. You save money by shutting the business down. But if you open it back up and you need seven people and only two show up, you are putting yourself in a worse position by opening your business. And so it's it's just that sort of tension is it makes it makes me really uncomfortable. I, I don't think I'll be affected by it, mm-hmm. uh, thankfully, but um that's gonna yeah it's it's gonna be an interesting interesting time to see what happens yeah i i am really interested to see especially like places like i work it's a smaller business but and you know it can only run if people show up Mm -hmm. so it'll be interesting i already know some people they they don't want to come in like whenever if it we open back up during this month I know people who won't want to come in. Hence, mm-hmm. so it's like, I mean, I have a mask that I could wear. It's not super comfortable, but, you know, I'll do what I have to do. It's, but then at the same time, that job's super strenuous. Like, I used to, I used to yeah. sweat pretty bad working there. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I know, I don't know if I'll put this part in the podcast or not, but I know Monday I have to go in because I'm going to, to the, the power plant mm-hmm. and I was already asked do you have a mask <laughs> and I do have a mask so I have to wear that mask when I go to the power plant on top of all the other special things you have to wear going to work it there right yeah. 
So yeah, opening up is going to be sketchy and I'm definitely not going to go to the gym immediately. I don't know when I'll return to the gym, probably midsummer, honestly, unfortunately. So yeah, just be safe out there. Thank you for listening to the J&J Connection podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. We are available wherever you get your podcasts from. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at J&J Connection Podcast, Twitter at JJ Connection P01, Facebook at JJ Connection Podcast, and email us at jjconnection95 at gmail.com. Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. <laughs> <laughs>